I love the chase and the hunt and I set the pace when I'm running. I always take what I want and I always give it 100. Don't need a bank, no, I'm funded. Play the game like it's nothing. I'm always thankful for something. Don't take for granted, stay humble. Now wake up! What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Comment Writers. We're going to talk about Common Rider Geeks episode 48 today, the penultimate episode. I'm your host, Josh. The penultimate episode. <laughs> and that over there is Toby Tobes. What's up, Toby? <laughs> I'm a Josh. <laughs> I am for sure cutting out the false beginning. Damn it. <laughs> where you shouted over me and then made me forget words, apparently. I just forgot how to do words. I have a um, talent. <laughs> and it's only it's only negative. It only works against people. A talent for for flustering me, apparently. I also have a different talent that we're going to talk about later tonight in this hot Geats Forty Eight episode. Uh, we have a lot to do on this Geats Geats Forty Eight. Uh, penultimate is a fun word. I really like it because it's it's a word you don't get to use very often because it's not very often that you talk about something that is like one before the last thing. So when you get to say it, I feel like you got to take a lot of opportunity to say it, like penultimate. There was a gap in there was a gap in time where I thought penultimate just meant like best or like greatest <laughs> and not so much like cuz I mean when you like when something's the ultimate you just assume it's the greatest thing that there is. Yeah. So adding pen in front of it just makes it sound even better, but apparently it actually means one worse than the best. Well, one before the best, depending on one before the last cuz ultimate just means last. So maybe but, maybe one before the last is the best like in the Star Wars movies. Oh yeah, that's that that definitely checks out. <laughs> <laughs> or or you know, I mean, it did it did before they started making worse and worse Star Wars movies. Now, yeah, now but no, like the bad. the penultimate Star Wars movie, Episode Five, Empire Strikes Back, is probably is one of the best ones. The best one, exactly. It, it is the best one. <laughs> the math if, checks out. If we're talking mainline, talking mainline, you want to talk best Star Wars movie? I think that's like Rogue One, probably. I have no idea. I don't watch movies. You shouldn't. They're bad. Have you heard? Have you heard about movies? They're terrible. <laughs> Don't watch. I do. Them. Whenever all my outside sources tell me about things, oh, I'm watching this movie. It's going to be awesome. For example, Josh. I, so yeah. I have no real reference point. I'm just going to hit you with a fact that I heard. New Spider-Man cartoon. Bunch of bullshit. The um, across the Spider-Verse one. Is that the second one? Yeah. Is that the penultimate one of that trilogy? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. They haven't yeah. actually announced the third one yet, so right now it's the ultimate, but if it's a trilogy, yes, it'll be the penultimate. <laughs> you, heard it, you heard it wasn't good, huh? I heard it wasn't good. And then my biggest fear, which was half confirmed, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to put words in the people's mouths right now. I heard it wasn't the best thing and the concerns about why it was so hyped. But my fear was in the stupid trailer, like the movie looked cool, and the trailer they do the, all the Spider-Mans pointing at each other meme in the movie. Mm-hmm. So my brain went to, if this is a movie full of memes, I'm going to get very mad, as per past lore. And it sounds like there's a lot of dumb throw-in shit like that, and that uh, would probably make me mad. Yeah, I'm not into too, too much of that. The Spider-Man pointing meme I'm into, but like, yeah, you can easily overdo the like winky nudgy reference stuff for sure. I haven't seen that movie yet, the second one, but we... Uh, in our house recently rewatched the first one in preparation for watching the second one. Um, the first one, first of all, I love that movie. That is one of my favorite movies. Maybe my favorite movie. Nah. You and the rest of the world, but yes, <laughs> everyone loved the first one. <laughs> now, now in my head, I'm like debating between like Ghostbusters and a Spider-Man cartoon, which is not a <laughs> comparison that's even possible to make. It's anyway. very adult, very adult. It's a very good movie. Or The Thing. The Thing is also a really good movie. <laughs> Toby, tell me which is the best <laughs> between Ghostbusters, The Thing, and Spider-Man. <laughs> well, The Thing teaches you not to trust anybody. So I feel yeah, like that's, that's really true. the best life lesson out of three. Yeah. No one no one will watch The Thing with me in my life right now, by the way. I've been I've been trying to rewatch it for a while. And I can just watch it anytime, of course, but like I want to watch it with someone. I want to share it with someone. And everyone's refusing to watch that movie with me. Because I have terrible people in my life, Toby. I feel like that would be too scary for you. I'm surprised you're even saying you like that movie. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> 10 out of 10. I like it a lot, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I, brought, I, bought the, I bought the Blu-ray. I'm ready, I'm ready to watch it. I have the, I have the nice copy now, so now finally. 
Um, when they set the blood on fire, you'll see it in all its glory. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I've, I've been rewatching, not rewatching, watching the first, for the first time, been been watching John Carpenter movies. Okay. Um, and I just watched, uh, escape from New York for the first time, just finished it two days ago. And that's also very good. I'm a, I'm a big Kurt Russell fan is what I'm finding. He's, uh, he's quite good. He's quite, quite good at things. Um, I feel like he, I feel like he dropped off at some point. Like, I, sure. feel like yeah. I feel like the rest of the, the gentlemen of his generation are all still acting in assorted things. But Kurt Russell had a, st- a solid streak and just like went away. He, he he's dead. You know he's dead, right? Is he? That's why that's why he had he fell off because he because he died. Yeah. Oh, well that makes sense. Yeah, he's super dead. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Editing Josh here from the future uh, to pop in with some very embarrassing news. Uh, Kurt Russell is not dead. I was completely wrong at the time of this recording. I think that I was thinking about Patrick Swayze. Uh, Kurt Russell is alive and well, thankfully, and acting in movies still. Uh, He was in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie as Ego, for example. Uh, As soon as we got done recording this, I knew that this was wrong, uh, so I had to pop in and correct myself. Kurt Russell is alive. No one worry. Everything's great. Uh, Anyway, back to the show. Uh, but a young Kurt Russell with an eye patch that, you know, really does it for me. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, what, as I was saying about Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man is super good. I love it a lot, but in my memory, there are like a zillion Spider-Man in that movie and you go back and watch it and there's like four, (laughs) like there are not a lot of Spider-Man in that movie. Um, and I was just so shocked. Like we were watching the whole thing. I'm like, when did the rest of the Spider-Man come? Like what we got, we got the like japanese one and we've got the like noir one and we got the pig pig like what when do the rest of them show up and they just don't they, that that's all it's in that movie i feel I like think- spider pig is the best worst joke ever created out of spider pig or out of <laughs> spider-man <laughs> and i'm pretty sure it's from they made that after the simpsons made that joke right no no i, I think it i think it far predates the simpsons joke do you know did you ever see the simpsons movie I did with Spider yeah. Pig. Yeah, let's let let's let's figure this out in real time because I now I'm also curious if it predates that joke. Um. Oh my gosh, no. So Spider Pig, the song came out in 2007 for the Simpsons movie. Oh, and Spider S- Spider Ham, yeah, <laughs> was 1987. Okay, yeah, it was it was a lot earlier. So I was gonna say I remember reading Spider Ham Peter Peter Porker comics as a kid um and i know the simpsons movie came out when when i was fairly young but like i was definitely like i i could drive myself to movies <laughs> when i went to see the simpsons movie so yeah i think the i think the peter porker spider ham thing was funny at the time i think that the fact that they continue to trot him out sometimes gets older every time they do it if that makes sense i got gotcha. you like it's a joke that that works once, and also the old art for Spider Ham is way cooler than the new art that they use for Spider Ham. That's what always happens, though. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, I like that they had uh, what's his face, John Mulaney voice voice him in the movie, though. Yeah, that, that that was a good choice. I don't know who John Mulaney is. I'd recognize the name. Couldn't tell you what he was in or the voice, so. Whatever you say, Josh. I'm you very disconnected from media. I'm telling you. Yeah, you are. I'm glad I'm really dragging you into media here with Common Writer. Um, the thing that I know, he's, he's like a stand-up comic and stuff. The thing I know him the most from is Big Mouth, which is a Netflix animated show, which is pretty yeah. good. Uh, anywho. We should probably jump into emails. We, like I said, we have a lot to do tonight. I don't want to get, I don't wanna get sidetracked with things today, Toby. Got a lot okay. to do. All right. So, so Josh. Uh-huh. <laughs> As the rule goes, if you want to write an email to us here over at the comment writers, uh, you write to us at cast at commonwritersucks.com. Josh, this email comes in from Kieran. I was so weirded out. <laughs> I let you log into the email once in three months, and then you suddenly are just leading the show now. I, know, I, I, I learned. I learned. <laughs> All right. You have an email from Kieran. Go ahead. I have an email for Kieran that says, for Toby's eyes only. Kieran says... Here goes his attempt at a game, which we love. Uh, he thought of this at 4 a.m. in his little sleep-deprived baby brain, uh, working some magic. So you have to get ready for the greatest game ever, Josh. It's called... To... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, what's it called? 
The game is called, do not interrupt while I'm hosting. <laughs> uh, the game is called Common Rider or Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh, no. I, we'll see if, if your Kingdom Hearts, um, I was going to say knowledge, but like if, you're, if your Kingdom Hearts targeted attacks on me have sunk in, we'll, we'll find out. Why, why did Kieran make this game for me and not for you? Because it's like, funnier. It's funnier to bully you. He's he's finally funny. on my side. <laughs> and and to think, I interrupted you a second ago to praise Kieran, to praise our listeners. We have <laughs> we have the best listeners making games for us, writing in with just awesome tidbits and information. Uh, but now I here I am getting bullied. <laughs> yeah. About the, the, the tables about, have turned about uh, Kingdom Hearts. Right, uh, so I'm real ready. quick, uh, real quick before we start tonight's game. Uh, if you want to write us something that's specific to Josh or I uh, directly, like this is for me to bully Josh with, uh, make sure you put in the subject of your email to cast.commonridersucks.com. Uh, like for Toby's eyes only, for Josh's eyes only, Toby don't read this, et cetera, et cetera. Just so we know ahead of time what we have to do here. Right, Josh? Right, precisely. Right, right, Was, am, I allowed, am I allowed to speak now? <laughs> uh, yeah, just for that. Okay. Uh, the way this game works, Josh, is it's either... We're gonna give you some. I'm gonna give you some names of common writers, and then common writer blank, like common writer Geats would be an example. Okay. Uh, the name of the writer is either a real common writer or a character that appears in Kingdom Hearts. Okay, so they they're okay. Got it. Characters potentially in Kingdom Hearts. Okay. So just I will give you've, you. This will be the only tip. You've told me some of those names. That, that's that's as much as I know. I've told you some of the names. Common writer. Just remember goofy. that. Ca- Common Rider Goofy. <laughs> is that a Common Rider or a Kingdom Hearts character? Common Rider Dark Mickey. Common Rider Goofy would be a Kingdom Hearts character. Okay. So as long as the character touched the Kingdom Hearts verse, they are considered for this game. <laughs> that's that's a weird sentence that you just said. Go ahead. <laughs> this is how I'm explaining it to you because okay. I'm looking through the list and it's the only way it's going to be remotely fair. All right. So, let's Let's go. So reflect, say Kingdom Hearts, where does that game come from? What's that game about? Who's in it? I need it's you to be ready for this. Disney and Final Fantasy. Basically, yes. Common Rider, uh, PlayStation. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Six, seven, nine. All right. So I think there is about 14 or 15 on here. So okay. don't dilly dally too long. I won't go I'll snap decisions. We're going to go snap decisions. Number one. Common Rider Vexen. That is a, a Kingdom Hearts character. Yes. Yes, it yes. is. It's one of the people from Organization 13. Josh, who is Organization 13? <laughs> who gives a fuck, Toby? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are the quote unquote big bads of the Kingdom Hearts race. The whole the whole game? The leader of the Organization 13, Xehanort, basically has his little 13 disciples. And like Organization 13 is the concurrent, ongoing, forever evil group against you and your friends did you say his name was Zandnort? Zandnort. all right let's move on <laughs> uh next one common rider naki kingdom hearts uh no that he is from he they she whoever is from kr or common rider zero one they're one of the metsubo jinrai Okay. And Kieran, fuck you for putting the words I can't say in this game. <laughs> this is amazing. Now I realize we're <laughs> bullying you because you have to read all these Japanese words finally. This is great. Common Rider Ixa. Can I get a spelling on that? I-X-A. I think that's Ixa, Common Rider. Yes, that is a secondary rider from Common Rider Kiva. Nice. Common Rider Yen Sid. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Okay, so my follow-up question: What is Yen Sid actually from? I have no idea. Fantasia, you idiot! <laughs> I don't know. I don't think about Fantasia. That's that's horrible, Josh. Josh, Fantasia is one of the only movies I ever walked out in my life because my Wait. mom didn't realize how much of a musical it would be, and not so much a children's movie. So she took me out because we got bored. Isn't Fantasia just the thing with Mickey in the in the brooms and stuff? And no, like, that is the the Sorcerer's Apprentice thing. Is the main everyone's main takeaway from Fantasia? But there are multiple musical numbers in Fantasia itself. It's like oh, a whole like it's, it's actual boring musical as hell. thing. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, like I was I was a young boy and I was not prepared for 
I was a young boy. My mother no, took me no, no out of Fantasia. Common oh. <laughs> uh, Rider. And to com- the Chuck. Common Rider Gridon. Or Gridon or Gridon or whatever. <laughs> Gridiron? Close. Um, uh, I think that that's a Common Rider. Do you know which, which series? I was going to guess Drive. Common uh, Rider Game. His hammer was painted bright pink for Geats. Ah, okay. Common Rider Aqua. Uh, that feels too easy. So Kingdom Hearts. Do you want to guess again? <laughs> so it's Common Rider. It's both. There's a swerve. Oh, <laughs> man, so early for the swerve. I'm just going down the list, buddy. I'm just going down the list. What what Common Rider is that from? Uh, Common Rider Aqua is a member of one of many trios in Kingdom Hearts and a rider from the future who appears in Forza and Triple O crossover movie. O's. That's, a, that, that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, it's O's. It could be zeros. It doesn't come over well <laughs> over text. True, very true. Uh, Common Rider Cloud. That I know for sure is Kingdom Hearts because it's a Final Fantasy character. Common Rider Terra. Terra? Terra. Like land. Uh, Terra. Oh, um. Crap. I'm going to say Kingdom Hearts again. It is. Terra is part of Aqua's trio, Josh. Nice. Because if you, if you think about it. Yeah. Real hard right now. Elements. There's, there's Aqua. There's Terra. And there's also Ventus, which is fancy for wind somehow. Earth, wind, and fire. Yep. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, common Rider Kenzan. That's got to be Kingdom Hearts. That's from Common Rider Saber and the Tycoon Shinobi Special. God, Saber sucks. He's <laughs> <laughs> got these weird Kingdom Hearts sounding names. Uh, common Rider Zero Nas. Uh, I'm going to say Common Rider. Common Rider Deno? Den Zero? Okay. Yep, Deno. You know, is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I i forgot the name completely but yes common rider deno is, a, is a, a very popular show common rider shiki shiki uh kingdom hearts sure but why because uh it's probably like final fantasy or something uh they are from the world ends with you so it's because it's a square enix product they all cross over wait 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 hold the phone you get the world ends with you characters in your dumb franchise. Yeah, because they're all Square Enix games. Oh my god! See, this is the one. This is the one thing you had to tell me to to sell me on Kingdom Hearts. That's all you had. They're, to they're say. not. They're not there enough. They're not there enough. It's not worth it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And plus, like, if I'm remembering which one she is, she's kind of the one you don't want anyway. Okay. Like she, <laughs> I remember remember not liking her too much when I played through the game, but I love the world ends with you. Common Rider Zolba. That is Kingdom Hearts. That is Common Rider Ryuki. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Common Rider Vanitas. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. I'm just, gonna, I'm just guessing Kingdom Hearts <laughs> and all these it feels like, but Kingdom Hearts. Who, who do you think Vanitas is? Uh, is, that not, is that not the wind person you told me a second ago? It sounded I, the same. I said Ventus was the wind person. Oh, Vanitas, wind. Ventus is very similar. Vanitas is a dark version of Ventus, basically. Oh my God. I'm so good at Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Common Rider, Nadashiko. <laughs> Fuck you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that's a Kingdom Hearts. No, I'm sorry. That's a, let's say Common Rider on that one. Do you know which Common Rider? <sighs> I don't. Is it like Shinobi or something weird like that? Uh, is that it from one the is, miniseries? It's from Forze. Forze. Okay. And the Ooze movie. <laughs> okay. All right. It's, again, it's Ooze, but okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and finally. Common Rider Axel, aka Common Rider Seth. <laughs> Wait, aka Seth. Common Rider that, Axel, is, aka Common Rider Seth. Okay, so Axel is a Common Rider. That's my that's my guess. Okay. That's your, that's, your, that's just your guess. No, I mean that that's my answer. Okay, that is incorrect. Uh, Axel is one of the greatest characters in Kingdom Hearts. Wait, isn't Axel also a common rider though? No, there's common rider Excel. 
Excel. ACL. Oh, I hate you. But Axel, <laughs> I didn't make it. Josh, the most important thing that you ever need to learn about Axel. So you know how we have, you have face blindness. I do. I have name blindness. So that's why like Sumi is Sumi. And that's why <laughs> Pidgey was the name forever and uh-huh. all those things. Uh, our dear friend, the navigator has told me many times if I worked harder on memorizing real names and not making my own names for people, I could probably memorize their real names. Yes, they're very true. Uh, I refuse to do this. But so for whatever reason, the first time that I saw Axel in Kingdom Hearts, uh, his whole thing is he's very smug, geets, sassy boy kind of thing. And every time he's on the screen, he said whenever he says his name, He's like, so he'll say like, it's like, I'm Axel, got it memorized. And literally his best phrase thing, whatever, is always saying, got it memorized. So for whatever reason, I never picked up his name was Axel and he looked like a Seth to me. So he was, he was Seth almost the entire game, like serious, like the whole way through. He was always just Seth, even though he always asks, do you memorize his real name? Oh my God. So, so many things. You just decided on Seth just because he looked like a Seth? Yeah. <laughs> I literally have no better reasons than it looked like Seth to me. A character who tells you his name constantly and asks if you've memorized it, you refused. <laughs> I, I had some problems with it and it just didn't stick the first time. And then, you know, here yeah, we are. There you go. I thought you were making a Street Fighter joke for a second when you said Seth. No, that, that, I don't play those bad games. Josh, <laughs> in the Discord, I sent you a picture of Axel slash Seth. So he just seemed like a Seth to me. Okay. You've definitely showed me a picture of that guy before. For sure. <laughs> He does. You're right. He does look like a Seth. Yeah. (laughs) Because the background's transparent on that image you sent me, if I click it and make it big, um, I just see like our faces behind him and it's very terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's a good guy. He ended up on the right side of history. Okay. He should, uh, he should get different clothes then. He looks like a bad guy. (laughs) No, that's the organization 13 out garb. (laughs) Man, they are tryhards. The hoodie makes your i think your goodness stink hide so people so people can't sense you because at one point mickey wore one to hide his pureness from organization 13 inherent goodness yeah i have a cloaked mickey plush in my room staring at me right now oh god (laughs) and that's the kingdom hearts kingdom heart uh kingdom hearts common rider game brought to us by kieran at four o'clock in the morning Thank you, Kieran. That was a wonderful game. And very, <laughs> very challenging. I did not do well. <laughs> I actually think you did better than... I stopped keeping track at some point because you started getting too many right. Because you're just like, oh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I got to get right. I'm good. So I stopped keeping score. So I do one, basically. <laughs> that's, my, that's my smug, I'm doing okay this game <laughs> sound, I guess. <laughs> well, thank you anyway. Thank um, you, Kieran. All right, moving on to some other emails. Uh, again, awesome game, Kieran. That's very cool. Um, Shade sent us a couple emails here. Uh, first up, Shade, uh, he uh, last time had asked if we wanted a kind of timeline of events for X-Aid um, and went ahead and made one for us anyway, despite the fact that we had, we had found one. So thank you very much, Shade. Uh, very awesome. Uh, That's I not Shade's th- fault. What? What's not Shade's fault? That he made one when we had one. No, he that's he went above and beyond the call of duty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shade says, so um, you have found one of the docks that are floating out on the seas. Congratulations. You're in possession of something with quite significant value. Um, basically said I made one just in case uh, because who knows more about X-Aid than an X-Aid fanboy. By the way, curious about what you thought of the infamous Christmas episode. The best thing ever. The best slash worst thing ever. It should have been two yeah. 10 minute episodes. <laughs> little little preview of our uh, patreon so yes if you want to hear our extensive thoughts uh while watching the christmas episode live for the first time join the patreon you can find links down in the description um but boy that is a <laughs> that is a a, a gut wrench like a, a 180 degree turn of an episode because we were um laughing hysterically and then of course if you know how the episode ends it is not very Christmassy. <laughs> it's the worst Christmas ever. <laughs> Truly the worst Christmas ever. But the Christmas part of that episode is a wonderful common writer fever dream that is just beautiful. Uh, but yes, I'm, I'm excited to talk more about the Christmas episode with anyone who will <laughs> listen. <laughs> also, the fact that we watched the Christmas episode like in, in, in August <laughs> was fun too. <laughs> 
Christmas in July, but August. <laughs> uh, Shade sent another email with some uh, some Geats thoughts as well. So uh, Shade says, last time on, we saw the demise of Baroba and Kekera. Fantastic villains played by fantastic actors and actresses. I did not expect to enjoy these characters as much as I did. Baroba's actress uh, put so much personality into her character. It's uh, surprising to know how young she is. I hope she doesn't get uh, typecast into a really mean character roles. I hope she uh, does because she's fantastic at it. She's so good at doing the like Bleh, when she pulls her eyeball down. That's <laughs> <laughs> really one of her strengths, I think. Uh, Shade says Kekker is really great, too. I'm watching Ultraman Nexus right now. If you don't remember, Kekker's actor played Mephisto in Nexus, and he's so good at playing a horrible human being, air quotes. Mephisto is just literally the devil. <laughs> um, I could see him playing the devil because like he he wears like a real smarmy suit real well. And he he does a really good job with the like fake kindness, <laughs> like the I'm smiling, but really I'm doing everything to hurt you. The devil would never do that. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say here. Um, something I was also very surprised at uh, is how Kawa's recent arc in episode 47 is a straight reference to original Kamen Rider. In the original series, the Kamen Rider struggled with accepting his newfound powers because of the evil origin and later learns to accept it to become a better hero. Sound familiar? I legit did a Leonardo DiCaprio pointing meme when Kawa thanked Kekera, as this is a common theme as well. If you really think about it, all the Kamen Rider's powers either originated from evil or at least are in some early are at least similar in some nature. Same goes with Geet's Riders. The Desire Drivers and Buckles were produced by the DGP, and now they're using them to fight against the DGP. An another reference to OG Kamen Rider, Regad Omega and Sweru is a reference to Shocker's great leader, the series' final boss, Shocker, great leader, wears a red robe and has one big eye on his face, similar to Regad Omega's eye. Uh, I'll refrain from sharing images of great leader because his appearance is kept hidden throughout the OG series, so that kind of counts as, as a spoiler. Um, and then continuing on, this is this is Josh talking now, <laughs> but um, in this episode, episode 48, um, Dark Sumi does a kind of like henshin pose that is like straight up like OG Kamen Rider when she starts the DGP. So I think they're 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 doing a lot to reference <laughs> original. A lot of nods. Yeah. Uh, Shane says what you guys said about Conrader being similar to a soap opera is very true. The concept of a show ending for only one brand new one, but also similar to start right after it, is very unique. In fact, if you're on this train long enough, you'll start noticing some phenomena that only this kind of show has. A lot of the time, people get really attached to the show and get emotional because it's ending. Back in the old days, there were even people who wrote letters to Toei demanding a second season of their favorite show, but they uh, they all weren't Common Rider Black. There's also a really funny thing that happens. A person might get attached to one show, refuse to accept the new one, only to grow attached to the new one, and then the cycle starts again. Because of the way of showmaking, it has a way of making everyone feel special. Every year having a Common Rider means that every generation has a Common Rider, everyone has a rider that feels specifically for you. The same also applies for Sentai and Ultraman. And these shows will probably never stop. The producers of these shows have said it themselves. Sentai recently had some financial issues, but they don't plan on stopping anytime soon. Plus, keeping the show going does more good than bad because it creates jobs and stuff. So yeah, the continual cycle of Kamen Rider and really just Toku in general. Very, they, just very print, they print money. I think one, the, one night after all of our recording things, <laughs> Josh and I looked into the the value of the properties. I was after we watched the X8 movie <clears throat> and we figured out that like the movie itself grossed almost nothing, but it didn't matter because the toys yearly gross like tens of millions or tens of hundreds of millions of dollars every year. So like everything else is just the loss leader into selling more toys to kids. For sure. Like it almost makes sense to make the movie just as a, like you said, a loss leader, like the movie is just pure advertisement for more toys, which are the things that are, selling like hotcakes <laughs> and and boy are they selling like hotcakes <laughs> once you do some of those conversions over from from uh the the yen it's like oh oh <laughs> oh you guys are ma making bank interesting yeah this is this is going well <laughs> uh and shade, shade sends one more little funny tidbit um of course um 
as you know, Power Rangers Cosmic Fury is getting ready to start soon. The the Dino Fury team is going into space. And um, apparently uh, King Oger, which is the current Sentai, is making a big transition for the second half of their series where they too are going into space just in time for Power Rangers Cosmic Fury. So uh, a little bit of a, a parallel there where they're heading into space at the same time. Which is very well, with funny. how cheap the CG looked in King Go Iger, whatever. <laughs> they could probably use that for both shows and no one really notice. You, you didn't like it? I, th- I think it looks kind of cool. I, I, I went back the... and forth on it when when we looked at the pictures when it first came out. Yeah. Some of the pictures look real good because it's like all CGI or CG or whatever. And some of the pictures look real bad and real cheap. Yeah, that's 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 fair. That's fair. The the Gate CGI has at least gotten a lot better, <laughs> but I, I thought that where they started from on King Oger, like there was some interesting looks that didn't look just like uh, the cheap Geet CGI at least. <laughs> so it, ha- it had that going for it. Uh, and then last email for today, another one from Kieran. So in addition to the game, Kieran sends in uh, a couple little interesting tidbits. Uh, Kieran says, if people are more observant than me, they may have noticed, but Sweru's voice actor is also the voice of the vision driver, laser, raise riser, and now the zillion driver, which I think is the name of the, uh, the new, new one on, uh, his his whole henchin. Um, honestly, that makes perfect sense. If you're running the show, of course, you'd put your voice in everything. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. F- that's a that's a good call. Yeah, no, totally. As for the Regad suit, obviously uses a lot from Glare slash Glazer, but the chest and shoulder armor actually comes from Zero One, so a completely different series. Um, and it's the Assault Wolf form of Common Rider Vulcan. Uh, so it's safe to say that particular form has managed to live long and prosper. Oh, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's not all the emails <laughs> these revans <laughs> but again a very cool like side by side uh side by side view he sent me and yeah totally it's the same shoulder pieces and, ch- and chest piece and stuff just co- copied over but again they do such a great job of painting it differently that like i, I wouldn't know unless someone pointed it out to me like this <laughs> um and like the rest of the outfit is so much different too they, they do a really good job of like utilizing um, those pieces. So they're very cool stuff. So that's going to do it for us for emails for this week. Again, thank you very much for sending in emails. Um, we, uh, we, we love, we love hearing about these little tidbits. We definitely love getting the games. Those are super, super, super awesome. So thanks again for that. If you want to send an email, you can send those to cast at common Of course, remember if it is uh, something that I shouldn't look at or Toby should look at, make sure to note that in your subject line. And of course, if you want to check out our thoughts on the uh, Christmas episode of X-Aid or check out any of our uh, past uh, uh, watches of X-Aid, join the Patreon. Again, little little uh, little preview there. <laughs> All right, Toby, let's jump into the main event here of the show. Let's talk about the penultimate episode of Common Rider Geats. Uh, we are... Where- T minus 20 minutes of episode until the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly are. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to hear your thoughts about that, but we'll, we'll go, we'll go in chronological order here. Um, so let's, uh, yeah, let's start at the beginning. Um, the, the DGP is beginning the, the final desire grand prix. You and I had talked a little bit last time about like, what's it going to be? Like, are they going to be kicking the can again? Like, is it going to be all the normal stuff? Um, Turns out, no, <laughs> they're not going to be <laughs> not going to be doing that at all. So the DGP starts, of course, regular folks get drivers, just like re- like regular people, like high school kids and moms, <laughs> um, and there's just this like army of game masters that gets deployed that are heading out to kind of enforce the rules. That's sort of how the uh, the episode opens, which is which is very troubling. Like <laughs> the 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 show has instilled in me a uh, a, a dislike of that mask enough that when I saw like that many of them, I was like, Oh, this is, this is unsettling. <laughs> those are the best. Co- th- those are one of my favorite costumes though. Something about the plainness of it with the, the mass that pops. I did think the army of them looked visually cool. It, yeah, for sure. It's very striking. Like I, I really like the look of that mask. Um, especially with the hood up and stuff too. Like those things are really crazy looking. Uh, and then of course we get Kawa back at the Soba shop as, as things, open up um, we wrapped it back around it's right back <laughs> to the beginning 
I love I love that. He's 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 serving up that soba. This time though, he's like a minor celebrity. People are talking about like, oh, it's so cool that live broadcast. It's really neat. You're like this superhero, you're a common writer. <laughs> um and there's a a, a couple, like a, a couple of young kids uh that are at the soba shop that are like, uh, excuse me, did you say you're a common writer? Because uh apparently so are we. <laughs> <laughs> uh so they got drafted into the, the dgp they want to talk to um they want to talk to kawa and about that time dark sumi appears in the sky on tv screens all over town she does that old school henshin transformation that i was talking about the pose and she starts the dgp so everyone basically like forcibly transforms and they all have starter weapons all across town everybody's got the like crappy doesn't really matter weapons that was actually my favorite part at least in the in the beginning here, <clears throat> the fact that she could that she could say henshin and do a pose, and she transformed what seems to be like obviously they only show us a handful, but like hundreds of people. She made all force henshin at the same time. Yeah, she's very powerful. <laughs> she's she's super powerful, and uh, yeah, clearly clearly has control over every aspect of this game here. Um, I thought that was cool. Yeah, that definitely sets her apart from like regular Sumi a little bit too, which is kind of neat. Um, but instantly things start going bad here, Toby, because we find out that this game is sort of a last man standing game, kind of a survival game where you have to essentially beat the other players to take their happiness and only one person can win. So and the best part of that was they had I'm going to call them health bars. Yep. But they had like little bar, little numbers above their head of like, I have 57 happiness and you have 45. So I'm going to try to beat the shit out of you for your happiness. And they. <laughs> They hammered it home in a pretty cheesy way, but it was very video gamey. So I guess that works. Yeah, super, super video gamey. Like the the first ones we see, it's like the mom uh, transforms, and then like there's a dude who like looks over and sees her happiness level. He's like, "Give me that happiness." <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, uh, Ace tries to get in between people. Like literally, just gets in between them at one point. He tries to like fight them, knock them back, like keep them from from hitting each other. He kind of does everything he can. Um, at one point he tries to like take away their weapons. Um, but they're, they're kind of pretty, uh, pretty hell bent on, on hitting each other. And the couple that were in the Soba shop, meanwhile, decide that they can't fight each other. They're too in love. So they run away together. They're going to run away. They're going to get away from this whole DGP thing. They're not going to fight. Um, Kawa runs after them. Unfortunately, they run basically right into the path of a game master and he activates the bombs in their helmets and they blow up. <laughs> that was the best part. That was hilarious. That like it was very the actual movie Battle Royale now because all the kids in Battle Royale had. I mean, it's probably like the running man and other things, too. They had like the McCall, the necklace yeah, was basically like there. a bomb on their neck that if yep. they went outside of the marked off areas the sensor would just go off and blow blow them up. So I was very impressed by the throwback-ish to we're murdering people in a <laughs> Battle Royale type game. Yep, it is. Yeah, full on Battle Royale at this point. If you deviate at all from the set goal of murdering the fellow players, we are going to eliminate you and you will die anyway. Um, so cutting back to Sweru, uh, he, his, his like regad commander suit we find out is completely covered in audience eyeballs which is terrifying that's why i told you when we first saw it you didn't listen to me well i knew that the center was an eyeball i didn't realize you were saying that it was all over his body i'd missed that part but now Uh, now it's all all cameras fancy cameras so he's like standing there with his arms crossed so the audience can like see everything and they're like talking it's it's like the it's like if you put a voice to like a youtube comment section (laughs) because they're all just like yeah kill him oh i want to see some murder (laughs) um which is great (laughs) but uh yeah so he's he's up there kind of kind of directing things and the vips are just really loving this destruction like all the murder and just people getting angry and upset and hitting each other and stuff like that the vips are just, just eating it up that's exactly what they're looking for they want that bad end you know um we we of course get the rest of our common writers mixed in here too. Buffa has a uh, similar experience of the game master tries to eliminate someone who had to dehension, but Buffa just kicks his head in instead and, and fights the game master. Um, 
and uh again ace ace continues to fight and try to get people apart eventually he sees some game masters who are about to to eliminate people and he literally tries to prevent them from snapping their fingers to kind of activate the bombs um and right he, as sta- he like, stabs another one in the face somehow with some magic <laughs> sword beam out. arm that shoots out. Yeah, it's like part of his like hand or something that like just extends. It's the first time I've ever seen this power, but uh, it was a weird one. And, and right as it about, it seems like he's not going to be able to hold them all off. The day one of the Desire Grand Prix ends. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of Which, first uh, round. Yeah, just in the nick of time here. Everyone's back at the uh, the old KR lounge, uh, feeling pretty defeated about this. Uh, all of our rider crew now, and basically the the gist of the conversation is that management is pandering to the VIPs that just want destruction. And with so many game masters running around, there's probably not much they can do. Uh, so they're all they're all very like, oh, we're so sad. <laughs> how are we gonna, how are we going to handle this? Neon goes and talks to her dad. She has a little favor to ask. So he, she has a plan. Yeah. Got a little Neon's plan. moment to shine. Hasn't talked for like 20 episodes and moped around a lot. Now's your <laughs> time to shine. <laughs> she can do it. Uh, it was also interesting. It was our first um, real experience with like her dad is a nice person. Like her, her dad using his influence and stuff like that in this episode. But like because he is making amends and because he wants to protect his family's happiness. <laughs> so we got to see slightly less serial killer version of Neon's dad, <laughs> which I thought was great. <laughs> he looked a little bit more human, which was good. We well, yeah, like, I won't, since we're going in order, I won't say specifically what it was, but like he, the past couple episodes or like the happy go lucky one was like his fake redemption arc. To yeah. Me. And this was like his actual redemption arc. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he his, now he actually had to like he actually had to do something. Like I, I know he he went and like fought and stuff for her and stuff, but like yeah, this was like <laughs> okay. Now I actually need you to go enact this plan with me. And, and are you going to be willing to do it? Yeah, he dropped everything. He went and did it. It was it was worth his time. Uh, and then interestingly, Ace goes home. We haven't seen Ace back home for a while. This is the I guess where Ace continues to live, but if you recall, this is where Ace um, was pretending to be a happy family with Sumi and the Game Master all those episodes ago. So his he's second, at home. His second wish given, or his third wish given. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he's at home. Sumi comes in. Uh, she calls him Ace-sama. They have a little conversation where he's just like, you know, you can stop calling me Ace-sama. You don't have to be, you know, that uh, that special. Uh, we're, you know, Hey, you're, you're my sister. And she's like, well, I'm not your sister, but yes, I do know you very well. basically. <laughs> uh, and then they hear some, someone else come in the house and guess what? Daddy's home. <laughs> 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 the, uh, the original game master, uh, Jirori walks in and, um, takes off his, takes off his mask and sits down. So yeah, they've, they've reunited the family, Toby. And be- be- better things could not have happened. Everyone loves a good family get together. <laughs> they do. Um, so yeah, clearly again, as, as he is want to be aces one step ahead here, kind of knew this was happening. Um, and uh, that's where we cut off. We don't really know what they're really going to talk about or anything like that, but, but they're all together. Day two starts uh, K one buffer together. We have a great little scene where K was like, uh, yeah, you, you can, you can handle this, but like, don't hit people with your weapon. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to do that. Right. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> he, he has like an awesome moment where he like stops. He's like, Oh yeah. Whoops. Like I can't. Yeah. <laughs> guess I shouldn't chain sword people. Just, <laughs> which, which is very buffer. Cause yeah, if anything, he should learn from last time when he killed Kawa's sister, but <laughs> maybe, maybe tone back the violence a little bit when things attack you. Yeah. Especially like when people are like generally innocent and are just fighting for their life. Like maybe we don't need to chain sword them. <laughs> <laughs> not not everything requires a chain sword to be solved uh and then of course we get uh we get punk jack we hadn't seen him for the episode but he goes and attacks a game master directly they're fighting uh they have a little conversation about basically the fleeting nature of human life which i thought was interesting the game master's like who even cares about humans you only live like a hundred years <laughs> um and punk jack's like yeah we've tried to make the best of our time that we have <laughs> yeah them putting the timeline on it was funny because it wasn't like 
oh, like stupid humans, your time is finite. He was like, yeah, you guys only live like a hundred years. Like that's not that big of a deal. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if we're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, while this fighting is happening, um, some Giamato show up with sunflowers on their heads because good guy Daiichi shows up, but he's going to join <laughs> the fight. He made the happy Giamato. Giamato. <laughs> that's how you know they're good because <laughs> yeah, they have sunflowers on their head. It was it's it's sunflowers and like blue dress shirts basically over top yeah. of their normal Giamato outfits. <laughs> they're all raring to go, ready to fight. We we get a fun shot of Sumi where she's like, they're cute but they're disgusting, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was great. I continue to like, be, I, I f- find it hilarious the the complete and utter uh, one eighty that Daiichi has done now of like. I tried to rule the world, but, you know, instead I think I'll just be a good guy suddenly. It seems fine. <laughs> you yeah. can rule the world in a happy way. Yeah. That just means help people. <laughs> Maybe in his in his version of, like, he's trying to get that boring happy, he just created a bunch of Geomato to pretend to be his sister. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Then, of course, we get into the real meat of the episode here, Toby. It's been uh, meaty the whole time. What are you talking about? It has been meaty. It has been meaty. Um, Conor Geet's ace uh, shows up basically to the uh, the goddess area, the kind of secret area where they run the game from. And he is there with Jorori, who reveals himself. And they have a confrontation uh, with um, with the uh, Swiru, with, with the current heads of the Desire Grand Prix. Drory kind of explains himself a little bit about why he's suddenly working with Geats now. He basically wants a just Desire Grand Prix. He says a lot of the audience members also want this to happen. They want, he, he, they, he and they want to go back, want it to go back to how he was running it. Yeah. I guess minus the Geats bullying and being tired of Geats winning. But he wants to go back to the old days where you just play some games. Everyone forgets life goes on. Yeah, because if you remember back in the old days, the the point of the games, which he points out, um, was like world peace, right? Like th- that was at least what they talked about a lot of like, hey, we're we're working together to create world peace and 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 fight back the Giamato. So he says that you know he is a fan of Geats now because Geats is quote unmistakably contributing to world peace. He even goes as far to, as to say that Geats is basically the spinning image of the ideal common writer <laughs> so which we've known all along <laughs> yes he's really come around on geats clearly like he was like he was mad at geats when he was the game master but now he's realized just how bad it can get without him in charge <laughs> he's like i was so wrong <laughs> so of course ace henshins and we have a little fight this is the first time we've seen like real action in this location like with the pillars and stuff um which i thought was very cool like a lot of like pillars exploding and then getting rebuilt because ace is kind of putting them back together um and then meanwhile of course uh Regat omega can just manifest any buckle that he wants basically he just thinks about it and he creates it on his hip which is very cool too um so kind of an awesome fight i think there at one point then- he does uh Rigad does boost infinity and it was my absolute favorite like silly part of this because if it was kawa they all would have hit him because it's just like 20 boost <laughs> buckles flying all over the air and trying to attack Geats. All I could think of was if it was Kawa, he was definitely fucked. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's also a point with the boost buckles where um, he's like falling backwards and he uses them to like right himself, like stop his momentum and then stand himself back up, which is very cool. Uh, There's also just like a really tiny moment in the fight at one point where he just kneels on, I think it's the, it's the gun, I think that, um, that ace is using or something and he he like he 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 disarms geats by just like kneeling on the weapon which i thought was very (laughs) cool like a very it's a very like simple like subtle movement but like showed that he's very good at fighting and very good at what he's doing uh but at some point this fight kind of moves to this like warehouse location and again very cool fight i thought i thought it was really awesome uh between these two uh we'd been kind of waiting to see them really throw down for real and then in the midst of this, um, we get a little clip back where we see that Sumi is in the lounge. She starts to walk off and Dark Sumi goes following after her. 
we don't know what's going on there. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, <laughs> we go back to the fight, and uh, Swaru suddenly can't really like lift his arm anymore. He clearly like doesn't have the power that he used to. And Toby, we find out what Neon and her dad were up to. So what 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 were they doing as we were off uh, fighting and stuff in this episode? So apparently Neon cracked the case and realized that all of Regad Omega's power comes from the shitty VIPs and audience <laughs> wanting to watch the bad stuff. So they, uh, Neon and her dad basically went to all the VIPs and presumably more of the audience. We only see the reaction with those two random ones that we learned about last episode, the episode before. Uh, they basically, basically gave him a talk like, just so you idiots know, if you're here when the end of the world goes to shit, like you guys are going to die too. So it's probably in your best interest to just leave and make this a better place. And wisely, all the fancy jerk VIPs decided, yeah, they're probably right. We should just leave. So the <laughs> evil audience is slowly stopping to watch the TV show. So all the happy, good audience is still watching the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, they they, they chose self-interest over over their television show, shockingly. <laughs> um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I thought that that was kind of cool that like he had put all his eggs in the VIP, the evil VIP basket, and then they were able to talk them out of, you know, continuing to support. Um, so he sort of gets uh, gets powerless because he he gave up the real audience that actually like cared about the people on the show and stuff um, that that was a nice little comeuppance. Uh, however, it doesn't last long because Ace is about to win. He he's really like kicking Swearu's butt at this point. He's about to kind of do this crazy rider kick on him. But Swearu basically freezes him and then turns back time. Um, he explains and know, and a weird unknown power that we never knew about. Uh, <laughs> somehow he lost his powers to move normally, but still has the power to absorb the Geet's super kick. <laughs> yeah. And turn him into a man. Does, yeah, it's not super clear where this power is coming from and why it also doesn't come from the VIPs. Uh, but yes, he he reverses Geats back a few steps, dehensions him, and then he has a good villain monologue, we'll say, about the fact that, you know, Geats has all these creation powers, but he chose to remain human. And because of that, he's a mere mortal who is also subject to all of Regad's powers. <laughs> so uh, t- tough, tough titties. Basically you're human. I can still, I can still do mean things to you is what we find out. So Ace is standing there in the rain. It, it, it's raining now all of a sudden. And I, well, it, 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 it's it a, be, a pipe burst or something, right? Yeah. They're in their fucking warehouse. Yeah. Josh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's literally water coming from the sky. <laughs> um, he's standing there and, and someone walks up from behind. And so it is. Stop, we're going to stop right now. So, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> I knew you'd be so excited when I saw this. I was like cheering. <laughs> so for 48 episodes, yeah. give or take, I've been demanding that all the things in the intro credits are in the show. And at some point, people like you, a.k.a. evil people, told <laughs> me that the intro credits aren't really part of the show and they're fake. And a couple a couple of weeks ago, Josh, Geats broke out of the barbed wire, much yep. like the intro. And then I started screaming and wishing and using all my magic powers. And I said, if the fucking barbed wire thing can happen, then Sumi can still pull the goddamn gun on Geats. Yep. <laughs> this is the one that we've been talking about the most, I think, from all the intro. I was like, man, I hope Sumi pulls the gun. I hope she can pull the gun on him. <laughs> when does she pull the gun? So the rain started. And Geats got all soaked and miserable in the darkness. And all I could think to myself was, there's never been a better time, and this is probably my only chance <laughs> to see Sumi pull a gun on Geats. <laughs> and lo and behold, she appears in the darkness. She walks up to Ace. <laughs> she, she calls him Ace. She drops the honorific. He acknowledges that. She pulls the gun. She, she's got it, got it at, his, at his head. She's ready to shoot. He says, I'm ready. And the trigger gets pulled, Toby. <laughs> the trigger gets pulled. We hear the gunshot. They do this weird, like, both hero face flash. And then the episode ends. But you have no idea how much I laughed and freaked the fuck out when she pulled. But the, not only did she put the gun to his face, it was actually, like, in a dramatic enough angry-ish moment 
where it wasn't like a joke. Like she literally pulled a gun out and, and tentatively shock eats in the fucking head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like in the intro. Like she like swings it up really fast. She has a little smirk that goes along with it. I think she even says like, I've been waiting for this moment or something or something like that. Like there's, there's some sentiment to that extent. Like I've been waiting for this. Um, so yeah, she's, she's been, she's been, been ready to kill Geats. Um, I've been waiting for this moment too. Sumi. I've been waiting too. <laughs> yeah, it happened. We did. So shade, uh, did tell us, I think very early on after you were so excited about the intro, uh, and, and of course you know, we found out that the intro just sort of is like a, um, a tone piece oftentimes not really clips from the show uh but then shade just told us that the director of geats often likes to figure out how to incorporate the things that happen in the intro uh throughout the series and and has continued that now we got we got it <laughs> in episode 48 we got the we got the gun scene uh i think it's obvious this is probably like dark sumi or like dark sumi controlling sumi somehow probably right so we- i thought it was dark sumi at first in general like it's all I saw was the the black half of her outfit when she strolled up. Oh, okay. And it took me a second to realize it was actually white Sumi. Yeah. So it's the light Sumi outfit for sure. Yeah. So unless there's some weird thing where like we'll go I guess it goes one of two ways. So we saw Dark Sumi in the lounge. So I guess she could have stolen clothing. Just to like I guess, yeah. Throw Geats off and maybe he you know he's gonna Geats it like he always does and thought ahead of this. Or there's something that normal Sumi knows. We're like, we're going to go back to the, the uh, persona comparison. We're like for Geats to like finally, <laughs> finally do his final form. He has to pull, the, he has to get shot or pull the trigger or whatever persona lore thing that was. So he's going to ascend and become like God tier Geats next episode. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense because the whole, conversation with swear before that was like you still have your humanity you can never beat me because you're human you didn't give up this part of you it was arrogant that you still wanted to still be human so maybe sumi is coming in to be like well not anymore he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a martyr <laughs> <laughs> and that was also one of my predictions once or twice ago where i said i, I don't know how this ends where like geese isn't just god tier still and one of my guesses i think it was like two ago was one of the ways it could work is Geats becomes a literal god figure in the sky and everyone yeah. else lives their life. <laughs> so this is pretty. This is about the closest we're going to get to that prediction right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, but yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. And and I will say, so just thoughts on the episode as a whole here. Um, we were joking about going into this of like another DGP. Here we go. Like, what's it going to be? I'll say they did a really great job of making this not feel like we're just doing another DGP. Like the main writers were not involved in it, which was awesome. I loved that. I loved that they were like superheroes who had to come save the day rather than just like peons involved in a game. That was cool. Um, I loved the like danger of it felt so much more real than the other DGPs, which was awesome. And then, yeah, all the stuff with uh, like Sweru and the fight at the end and stuff was very, very cool. And of course, the huge cliffhanger now that I cannot wait to see the final episode <laughs> because what in the heck is going to happen? I, I, I blows my mind. I thought we'd be going into the final episode with like having a fairly clear idea of sort of like what was happening or something like that. But no, I, I, I have no idea now. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Geats becomes the fox god in the sky and everyone else goes on living after this since he's not really like like he's a human. But he's not really human in the sense of like he's a thousand million years yeah. old. And so he can, in theory, die and it doesn't really affect the other like actual humans that live in this city that gets all the shit where Kawa is a hero and everyone knows it now and everything else. Yeah, Kawa gets to just continue to be Batman. As long as that happens, I'm happy. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty into episode 48 as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I legitimately cheered here watching this that episode at home uh, when that when the gun got pulled. I think I I think I cheered out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up here for episode 48. Again, if you want to send us an email cast at commonwritersucks.com for that. Uh, if you want to check out more of what we do, uh, check out our Patreon again, linked down in the in in the description. We do uh, watch and reacts where we're watching 
older Kamen Rider series. We've done Kamen Rider Black Sun so far. We are in the middle of X-Aid currently having a good time doing that. Uh, we have a Discord that you also get access to along with Patreon where you can uh, talk about Common Rider and video games and all kinds of stuff with us all week long. So check that out. It's just three bucks a month and you get bonus content every single week. Lots of good stuff going on there. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up with uh, telling people where they can find us on the internet, Toby. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Life of Tobes and you can find me on YouTube at Tobes Plays. And you can find me on uh, various places on the internet, like like I guess Twitter or X.com. I'm not. I'm going. I'm just saying Twitter from now on. I give up on the. No one calls it X for good. They're, they're gonna remove the block. Take a shot at the enemy. I'm gonna make it to the top. Leave a legacy. I am pretty nice, Josh, in most places. And of course, subscribe to the So that's gonna do it for us for this week. We'll be back next time for the finale. The ultimate episode of Common Red Beats. <laughs> Which it just I'm, might be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to talk with all of you about that. So please join us back for that. But until then, have a great week, everybody. Peace. <laughs>